Hello and welcome back to the Obstructed View podcast. Thank you to everybody that listened to our first episode yesterday, liked and shared. Today we have a little bit of bonus material where Steve Downs, Huddersfield Town fan, speaks about his trip to Sheffield Wednesday tomorrow for Huddersfield and Dom Draw speaks a little bit about Rotherham and their trip to Southampton. Hiya Stephen, welcome to the Obstructed View podcast. I really appreciate your time and effort. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you support Huddersfield Town? Yeah, I support Huddersfield Town. It's it's lovely for you to have me on the podcast, by the way, mate. It's uh, really appreciated. Yeah, um, the reason I support Huddersfield Town is basically because I didn't want to support Bradford City uh, or Leeds United. And we, we went to town. My first game was against Yeovil. Uh, in about 2009, I was uh, only 14 years of age, so yeah, fell fell straight in love really with the club. Um, from that moment on, had incredible highs, uh, had incredible lows, and you know, some, it, it's been a bit of a roller coaster really. In my 14 years supporting club, I, I think we've only had what one season of of it being boring really. Stability, it's either been playoffs or relegation, to be honest. But yeah. It, it's that old adage, isn't it? Once you're born with a club, you you sort of stay with it, really. Yeah, completely. I, I only lived 14 miles from Huddersfield when I was a teenager, and I can remember some iconic players like Clyde Weinhard and Kenny Irons and uh, Andy Booth playing for Huddersfield Town. So uh, it's been quite um, it's been quite a roller coaster for Huddersfield Town fans, certainly. Yeah, and we've had some terrific games in that time. Not, you know, obviously the the um, playoff semi final game was, you know, emotional on all levels. Not really the first leg, but the the second leg for sure. Um, you know, I remember the four all draw, and you know, we've had some unbelievable games um, down the years. And I think overall, it's been really competitive. Um, there's been some sliding door moments, and. You know, obviously, where the two clubs are at now, it's uh, it's quite interesting times, to be quite honest. And um, you know, a bit of uncertainty. Uh, we we've settled now with your old manager Darren Moore, so that's interesting to see how that's going to uh, pan out. But yeah, it's um, interesting times for both clubs, um, with both uh, both both ownerships as well. So that's right. Sheffield Wednesday play Huddersfield Town tomorrow. Huddersfield are nineteenth in the league with 10 points that's eight more points than Sheffield Wednesday who are bottom of the league um how do you feel about the season so far and the departure of Neil Warnock so early in the season yeah Neil leaving was was strange really obviously we came into this season thinking we might have him at least until January um I think probably that was the initial plan uh, and then there was a bit of disturbance let's say in the uh behind the scenes with with Warnock and and the owner um not really uh, agreeing on on the way forward um i was surprised that town didn't give him sort of more money to spend in the transfer window but that was the club's decision and um you know i think 99% of town fans didn't want neil to leave uh, but he he's left and we're now in a situation where Darren Moore's taken over and we, we've just got to get on with it. Darren's got very much the same squad as what Neil had to work with. Um, Neil obviously got the best out of the players that he could. Uh, it was, you know, f- fighting displays, really. Uh, although we didn't start the season too well, but we had very tough games, you know. Borough, um, we had Leicester, 
Plymouth away on the first day. So we had, we had tough games as well. Um, so it's I don't really know how to feel because you know unless the unless the decision works, then you know obviously it's going to be a mitigated disaster, isn't it? Really, um, and I think from our, our point of view, Neil is obviously go, going on to wherever he goes next. Um, we thank him for his time. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of strange, really. You never thought that a manager would leave. Um, so soon after, you know, saying that he'd stay on. I mean, he only stayed on for seven games. So, you know, uh, for him to depart after that was a bit shocking, really. Um, and, and we've obviously got Darren in now and we've just got to back him and and try his best. But it's a huge gamble by the board and by the owner, Kevin Nagel. Um, let's be honest, you know, it's his first massive big decision. Uh, and he, he's kind of got to get it right, really. Um, the own, the ownership's got to get off to a good start at the club. So you're looking forward now. You've got Darren Moore as manager. How do you feel about the current squad and the expectations for the season going forward? Yeah, Darren's got a very tough job on his hands. Um, and, you know, I feel he's come into the club very positively. Um, you know, there are some supporters that, you know, don't think he's... The best uh, speaker in press conferences and, you know, from his early press conferences, something that he uses a bit too much football jargon. Um, but I suppose, any you know, any manager following Neil Warnock's, you know, characteristics and uh, charisma was always going to be seen as, as maybe slightly dull. Um, but I've been really impressed with him, to be honest. He's coming really well. Um, I think he's made a good impression on, from what I believe, on the players and the staff. Um and yeah, it's obviously the main result is all about the results on the pitch. Um, but you know, the things around the football club and the things around the squad and the fan base about what he's said is is really good. So I've been really impressed. He's obviously clearly a nice guy, which most people know uh, in football. Uh, I don't know what reception he's sort of gonna get uh at the weekend. Um I imagine it will be quite a favourable reaction. Um, I'm, I'm certainly hoping, well, I'm sure he's hoping it will be. Um, but obviously, you know, you guys are, are needing to win as well. So, um, you know, how much of a reaction he'll get uh, if if we start winning, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been impressed with him. Like I said, the squad is 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 what it is. We don't have a lot of fire firepower up front. Uh, we've got Delano Bergzog, who scored in our, uh, not our last game, but the the game before against Ipswich. Uh, obviously, we lost our last game 4-1 to Birmingham, which I kind of put it down to a blip, to be honest. Um, you know, three games in a week's difficult uh, at the best of times, and obviously when you've got a new manager coming in and uh, he's trying to sort of put his stamp on the team, it, it can be even more difficult. So I would hope that uh, our match against you is, is far better in terms of performance and, and obviously result. Um, we've got some good midfield options in uh, Ben Wiles and Jack Radone. Hopefully Jonathan Hogg will be fit. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he does with Tom Lees because Tom's now fit again. Um, he's been one of our sort of mainstay centre-backs for the last sort of year or two. Um, but, you know, you, yeah, Nakayama's been playing OK. Uh, obviously, we've got Pearson at the back and, uh, and Mikel Halleck. So... It's, there's a few a few headaches for 
for Darren uh, to solve. And I suppose the biggest one is where we're going to get goals from. I don't think there's a lot of panic about the defence, although we shipped four against Birmingham. Um, but, you know, it's it's where we're going to going to get those goals from and I think that's the most frustrating thing um, you know if, if we run out of ideas we don't look like a side that, that can score So how do you feel about facing managerless Sheffield Wednesday tomorrow and do you expect a win? As a town fan um, I ne- never expect a win uh, we only go into games with hope um, and then you know over certain seasons it's either been Fantastic hope or, you know, sort of devastation, really. Um, this always happens to town, right? When Wednesday have sacked a manager that if you had in place, I would have been far more confident uh, we'd, have, we'd have beaten uh, Wednesday with, with Zisco in charge. But now it's, it's different, you know. The players will be feeling up. Um, they'll be they'll be more buoyant in training, I suppose, over the last day or two. Um, you know, there'll be more positivity around the place, I would imagine. And you know, if Wednesday have, have got a manager quickly in place, uh, then you know, you, you never know. He might even be sat in the stands on Saturday, and I suppose that's what the players will be wanting to prove. So, uh, it's a difficult one. Town always seem to go up against sides that sat the managers. Um, sometimes it goes well. Quite a lot of the time, it doesn't. So. It's an odd one, really. Um, I, I think Darren that will know obviously a lot of the players anyway. Um, that's been that's that's been there for quite a while. Um, so he should have a, he should have an idea about beat Wednesday. Really, that's the side that he would know most about, obviously. So I am qu- quietly confident, but um, I never. I'll never put it all on town to win, put it that way. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for having me on the uh, on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Um, and, yeah, good luck for the rest of the season, except for when you play us, obviously. Excellent, Stephen. Thank you very much for your contribution to the Obstructed View podcast. Uh, I'm sure you'll be on again in the future if you've enjoyed what we've put together uh, when you listen back. Um, yeah, and all the best to Huddersfield Town in the future. We really want all the Yorkshire clubs doing well, really, don't we? Thank you. We now turn our attention to Rotherham United with Dom Draws, who illustrates the Rotherham United programme covers. Hey, up, Dom, mate. You all right? Hiya, Glenn. Yeah, not bad, pal. Are you? <laughs> Welcome to the Obstructed View podcast, son. Uh, it's a pleasure to make me a uh, podcast debut. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. All right, Dom, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, why you support the Millers and what you do with the illustration? Uh, yeah, um, I'm uh, Dom. Um, I run the uh, Twitter account, uh, Drawing Millers, which is just basically a nod like towards me uh, illustrations, really. I've been doing them in background for two or three years now and I just set up a Twitter account one day just to share, get them out there and share them really and ever since then it's just gone from strength to strength really and I've had some uh, good interactions through it like we we obviously with fans and um, <clears throat> some players like past players and uh, 
present players and then obviously with club as well, like so it's been been quite a good journey so far. Yeah, is it right you've been doing some of the programme covers for the club? Uh, yeah, uh, it was a bit, bit surreal, to be honest with you, like, because when you set out and with your drawings and stuff like that, you never really expect out like that to happen. It's pretty much a, a, a dream opportunity, if you like. Yeah. Um, and I just got approached, approached by a club to, if I'd be interested, and obviously I just... I snapped snap the hand off kind of thing. Like, I thought it were a brilliant opportunity to get him, get involved with. Brilliant, mate. So what we'll do is we'll tag your uh, Drawing Miller's account into this um, into this episode so then people can go and have a look at your uh, at your work, if that's all right. Yeah, that's brilliant. I appreciate that, Paul. Yeah, so we'll talk about Rotherham now and the, um, the season so far. So how do you feel about Rotherham's season so far, Dom? Um, it's a bit of a, bit of a mixed bag, to tell you the truth. Um, obviously, just touching on last season, staying up, obviously, um, when no one really expected them to, and um, then this season, I thought the there were a bit of optimism in fan base. To be honest, with some of the signings that they brought in, like Cafu and uh, Onye Dimmer and players like that, so there were a bit of. Uh, positivity that they could go and do it again kind of thing. Uh, yeah, although Rotherham are the lowest spenders in the league, I think they did sign some pretty big sort of names for in the summer, didn't they? Or they spent a bit more money than they perhaps normally would, is that right? Yeah, that's right. They, uh, they broke the transfer record twice. Yeah. Um, only uh, the record now is a million pounds which they spent on uh, Sam Nombe from uh, Exeter, yeah. which when you compare that to uh, Leicester City's and Southampton's at World, it's always going to be an uphill struggle, really, if you like, to compete, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so Rotherham have made those positive signings. I don't know, have they been unlucky? Um, I think I agree to some extent that they have been a bit unlucky at times. There's been a few uh, questionable refereeing decisions, notably the uh, Blackburn game. Yeah. Which I think probably ended up costing costing us game, like we're 2-0 up and you lose a man and then you go on to draw to a piece, which were a bit of a sickness. Um, but at home... The, when they play at home, it's it's like it's a different team. They seem to be a bit more, uh, have a bit more confidence, if you like, at home. Whereas away, there's been a few this season already. Uh, Millwall, Cardiff, Stoke, which haven't been good viewing, to be honest with you. No. But, um, uh, they played, when they played Leicester, it was uh, they they did quite well against Leicester. I thought they were probably unlucky not to uh, get some out at game, but they just got undone by that that bit of quality you get when you come up against teams like that. That was at the New York Stadium, wasn't it? At home. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, who have you been pre- been impressed with in the squad so far? And is there anybody Southampton should be worried about, in your opinion? I don't think the manager's going to be listening, so I think you can tell us. 
I think um, I personally, um, I'm a big fan of uh, Anya Dimma, who um, yeah. came in on loan from from uh, Luton. I just think he's very, very uh, technically gifted on the ball. He's, he's smart. He's, he's just, he's, if there's going to be a threat, I believe it'll be through him. Um, I'd also probably mention Cafu. He's got that bit of quality on ball. Uh, yeah. From set pieces, etc., to pick a is pass. He fit, is he fit, is he? I thought he was injured. He uh, came back from injury uh, against Bristol City in, in week. He played an hour. So I, w- yeah. I would probably expect him to maybe play the same amount of time, if not 10, 15 minutes longer. Like. Yeah. How do you feel about the manager? And um, have you got any realistic expectations for the season ahead? Is it just a relegation battle? Well, I think I think that's exactly exactly right. To be honest with you, I think if uh, if you offered me twenty first in Championship now, I'd probably bite your hand off. Do you know? Um, yeah. I think they've got. A, it's going to be a tough tough task, especially with the uh, quality. Of uh, quality of sides, what are in championship this season? Um, I think, yeah, I think it's as strong a league as it has been for a long time. When you look at teams like Southampton, Leicester, Leeds, and then you've got uh, Norwich and teams like that who were all decent sides, really. So it's to, you've got to put it into pers- perspective, really, where where Rotherham should be looking to finish, and I think. Just, just to stay up really this season, and then have a second, like surviving a second season, and then just tr- keep trying to build on that kind of thing. Do you know, it confirms the money again, doesn't it? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um. So ahead of tomorrow, then, um, Southampton away. How do you see the Millers' chances at in Southampton? Because uh, they've just picked up in form, haven't they, Southampton? A little bit. Yeah, I've, uh, I've seen. A few were uh, a couple of the games on Southampton when they just like uh, started under Russell Martin, and he plays that way where it's obviously heavily based around possession. And yeah, um, but on the other other side, flip side of that, the the made a few mistakes from what I'd seen. So I think I think tomorrow, obviously, it'll be it'll be a massive uphill. Uphill uh, task, really, for for Rotherham. They've got to try and take that confidence that and force uh, Southampton into some of these mistakes that we've already seen this season. But there's no doubt that Southampton are a quality side, and Rotherham will have to be hundred percent on it to get anything really. Well, Russell Martin has warned his players against complacency against playing Rotherham, um, and I, I, I sort of feel like that's a little bit of a bit of a sort of a bit of a slant at Rotherham in a way because he said that out in the media. And if I'm a Rotherham player, it's a little bit like, well, you're basically saying you should beat these whatever. I, I just think that will uh, go down in the dressing room. Well, I think players have got to use that as ammo to inspire them, really, because if there is that. That thing around Rotherham, like teams expect to beat Rotherham. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Kind of thing. fans and 
and uh, clubs and that kind of kind of dismiss really Rotherham in a way, and they just expect that it's going to be a that they should expect to beat Rotherham if you know what I mean. And then on a on the occasion if Rotherham win a match, then I don't think it goes it goes down too well. You know, we uh, your big hitters kind of thing at Championship, like when they beat Norwich. I don't think it went to went down too well amongst the Norwich support that they'd got beat by Rotherham. Yeah, I think we uh, with Rotherham as well going down there. They don't expect the fans don't really expect anything, do they? So I, I guess that takes pressure off Rotherham players as well, doesn't it? Because if, if they do get a result, it's a bonus, isn't it? So maybe that they can they can use that to their strength as well at Rotherham. Yeah, I, definitely. I think. They can uh, just they've just got to go down there. All pressures on Southampton. Everyone expects Southampton to win. Um, yeah, I think if they can just hang in there a bit, put a bit of pressure on them, upset upset crowd a bit, and you never know. Stranger things have happened. But like I say, it'll be a it'll be a tough ask. But nothing's in impossible in football. Yeah, it says yeah, uh, they've got this is the third game in a week, Southampton. So they are looking maybe to rotate some some of the players who have played quite a few games, like Alcaraz and Stuart Armstrong. Um, also, they've got quite a settled, settled back four of Kyle Walker, Peters, Harwood, Bellis, Bednarek, and Manning. And then they've got Che Adams on the bench, who a lot of Premier League teams are trying to sign in summer. So realistically, if, if they do turn up Southampton, there's not much. Many teams can do in that division, really, is there? If they do turn up, all those kind of names. Yeah, definitely. I think when if you just them names, what you've just uh, just reeled off there, there's it's the Premier League quality players, really. At end of the day, I think I think yeah. that Alcaraz, I think he's just been called up to the uh, Argentina squad. Right. So when you when you're looking. These are games that you want to play in, though, as a player, for or from a Rotherham point of view, kind of thing. It's a chance for him to upset, get in amongst them, and try and ruffle a few feathers. But like, rightly, like you said, Southampton, if they turn up, it's going to be a tough task. But we're we're under no illusions about that. Would you feel like that's been a bad start to the season, or is it just exactly where you expect it to be? I think to some to some extent, yes. But I think the there's been some the the sickness for me really was the defeat at Uddersfield. Yeah, because I think that's if you're wanting to stay at league, you've got to win them kind of games. You know what teams that are probably going to be there or thereabouts. With you at the bottom, yeah. Um, but they they've played they've played some good some good sides of Leicester, Norwich, Blackburn. Yeah. Um, so I think there there has been some disappointing results, but there's also they've also done well in games and fell short. Like Wednesday night, I think. Uh, First first half at game, I thought they were, they were a lot better than what I saw at Cardiff. And look, yeah. to, to be honest, they were unlucky not not to to go in front. Really, 
and uh, unfortunately, injuries have been a bit of a problem as well. Um, yeah. Last last week at Cardiff, I think they had one one fit centre back. Um, we've obviously like Humphreys has been out. Um, he got injured at Preston, and he's, he's a big player, X man, X man City. You know, he's a good <clears throat> a good ball playing defender, and and he's pretty he's, he's solid. Like, and to lose him, um, is not not really ideal, especially when you've got like yeah, <clears throat> Lee Peltier and uh, Grant all who were who have been injured, but like starting to make the way back. Yeah, and then. Tyler Blackett as well, who I think's been brilliant this season, scored mm-hmm. equaliser against Bristol City, and then it uh, looks like he's done his hamstring, and then he he comes off, and then Bristol City, Bristol City scored. So he's an he's another one who I think Blackett and Humphreys is the like main partnership, and both of them being out injured is is not really ideal when especially like I've just mentioned Peltier and uh Grant Hall, they are they've been injured themselves, but they're gonna to have to probably come back in because we ain't yeah. got we ain't got no one else kind of thing. So it's like swings and roundabouts really it's you lose one, get a couple back and then lose another and it's obviously it's unsettling really. So I think that's been a been a, a factor and been quite unlucky really with that side of things yeah so after the international break and this is the championship all over for you Rotherham have three games in a week they face Ipswich Town at home who are currently second in the league yeah they also face Coventry City midweek and then they go away to Sheffield Wednesday for the South Yorkshire Derby at Hillsborough so the fixtures just don't look easy do they you know and and are you just looking to get points in those home games, regardless who you're playing? It's Ipswich. Don't really care. We've got we've got to try and beat them. Is that what it is? I think that's that's what that's the way they've got to look at it. Really, I think um, they showed last season where they, they can pick pick results up against better sides, uh, better sides in division. Um, it shouldn't be scared of anyone at, at home. Um, I think they've proved, like I said, they've proven they can get them results against the uh, better sides in the division. So you've just got to hope that they can like get a result in either one of them, one of them home games, maybe a win and a draw, which obviously is easier said than done because Ipswich and and Coventry, especially Ipswich as well, uh, are flying at minutes. So. They'll be they'll come down um, full of confidence, but it's up to up to Rotherham to to stop them. And then talking about the uh, South Yorkshire derby match at Hillsborough, yeah, it's massive really that because as you know, like Wednesday, uh, only team keeping us off at bottom, if you like. So yeah, yeah, and they, they they've made they've made a change in manager, so. You don't know what way they're gonna go, if no. if they're gonna continue where they are, turn which is usually the case. Yeah, we're, we're a new manager, um, so I think if they can, after, like during international break, if they can like reset kind of thing, and then go again for 
that game um, against Ipswich. Get a pos- hopefully somehow try and get a positive result there. And uh, same with, with Coventry, then they go into that match against uh, Chef Wednesday full of confidence, which is yeah. ideal scenario kind of thing. But obviously in football, it doesn't always work like that. Yeah, so I think um, basically get your players back if you can who are injured or got carrying knocks in the international break, and you've really got to go out L for level at those first two home games, and then hopefully you're going into Hillsborough with some some positive, uh, some more confidence behind you. Um, hopefully, uh, Matt Taylor and the boys can get the job done then in Southampton, Dom. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> fingers <laughs> crossed. Yeah, thanks for coming on, pal. Oh, um, thanks for having me. Plug your page again. What was it called? Yeah, it's uh, Twitter is Drawing Millers at Drawing yep. Millers, and then there's also a website uh, where you can see all different kind of products that I do, uh, like prints, A4 prints, um, mugs, yeah, um, t-shirts and coasters. That's at uh, just DrawingMillers.com. Lovely, mate. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Cheers. Bye now. Bye. Thanks to everybody for listening. We hope to see you again.